My next guest is an up-and-coming artist and producer who's been based out of L.A. for the past three years. During that time, he's had songs on TV shows such as The Shy and has made amazing connections with artists like Designer and Smilkberg. It's my pleasure to introduce Arnie Woods. Arnie Woods! Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with a very special guest, the one and only Arnie Woods. Yo, yo. Hell yeah. What's up, guys? So I checked out your catalog. So you go from making... I hope this isn't an offensive term. I don't know if emo rap is still a relevant term. But you you went from you went from like emo rap to producing for designer. <laughs> How yeah. the fuck did that switch even come to happen? Yeah. Oh, uh, dude. To be honest, I listened to to so much music. Like, um, I want to say that I grew up on a lot of '80s stuff and a lot of like '70s rock because of my parents and my grandparents. Um, and then like when I was making my way into you know like middle school and stuff obviously like my chemical romance Mm. or like you know blink 182 some 41 like all those all those bands kind of like really opened my eyes to um that lane but as i progressed more through high school i would like get into electronic music and um hip-hop and stuff and um I wasn't really producing hip hop music until I came to LA. Oh shit! Wait, how long have you been in LA now? Uh, about three years. Oh about shit! Three years now. So I came right after college, um, and I went to college in Florida. Okay. Yeah. How old are you? I am twenty-three. Oh wow! So yeah. we're we're relatively around the age, same age. I'm I'm twenty, twenty-three, yeah. and it's it's cool to see that because. I'm at the age that all my friends are still in like college right now and all of them right. are like out of state. So it's right. it's interesting when I find people who are around the same age as me doing dope shit. Mm, thank you. Yeah. So you awesome. st- so when did you start with this? Is emo rap the right term? I really don't know if that's You know, you could call it whatever you <laughs> want. Um I think emo rap's probably a good term. Okay. Um I'm just really into alternative and um like mixing alternative rock with like hip hop and like the majority of like late nineties and early two thousands sound. Like that's, that's my shit. I had on, um, do you know who Jarris Johnson is? Yeah. 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 I saw, I saw that guy on TikTok. Yeah. Um, I I had him on the podcast. Yeah. That's kind of cool that you, you should probably like meet him. You you guys seem like you're in the similar lane of music taste. Honestly. Yeah. So, so what did you go to school for? Um, well, technically, I went to like an art school, um, and it was for music production. Okay. Um, there was like a lot of music theory involvement, which I think may have complicated things for me mm. instead of just like trusting, you know, what I like right. out of music. Um, but I would like sneak into all of my recording arts um friends classes and kind of just like do a double major if you want to call that and then uh it was like a two-year program so i got in and out like pretty easily and then where are you originally from then i am originally from vermont i'd say i I spent like the majority of my life living there but i was like born in georgia oh wow wow just been like 
all over the place, <laughs> I guess. So did you did you start music in high school then or middle school or? Yeah, um, I never took lessons or anything. I kind of just started at the end of high school. Okay. Uh, like around like 16 or 17. Damn. And uh, started on like GarageBand, moved to Logic. And then once I got to college, I like switched into Ableton and that shit was crazy beyond that. But it's It's interesting, like with your sound of music, a lot of people who try to like you know i i believe that you have a huge music palette but for the songs on spotify at least for that genre of type of music it seems like a lot of that's like bedroom with low production probably no mixing at all but it seems like your music is pretty well mixed do you know how to mix your own music yes sir um i feel like that just came with with practice and like wanting to sculpt out my sound um and like learning from friends around me like within my circle i have like really good mixers around me so they were able to tell me like what to dip and what to you know heighten um but yeah i would just say it's been like four or five years of just listening and being like trusting my ears wow you know so do you probably know like the ins and out of everything that you do probably then yeah i i literally do everything i record myself Wow. Um, so I'm like my own engineer because I feel like I get kind of uh, antsy when I'm not in control. Like, oh my god, I feel I the like same way. full control, like one mind over the entire record. But that's just my process. No, I feel the same way. Even like I feel like I can relate my podcast to recording music. Honestly, like I yeah. uh, I did my first podcast tour to LA like a month ago, and it oh. was my it was my first time going to LA on my own and with the pandemic my studio was closed down so I was doing everything from my house it was the most controlled environment you can ever imagine just right. you got your zoom you got your laptop you can you can choose the point when your guest even enters the zoom chat like everything is at your fingertips exactly yeah and then I take this road trip to LA I drove all the way by the way so that was an 18 hour drive nuts right. Yeah, I get there. I had booked everything thinking that L.A. was like Seattle, like parking in Seattle can be a bitch. But the upside is there is parking. It's just you might have to pay 20 bucks for a parking spot. Oh, shit. Wild. So I was kind of thinking that's what L.A. was going to be like or like Seattle. The people with money live mostly in Seattle versus people with money in L.A. don't live in like the actual city of L.A things I didn't realize so I booked the studio that I was going to be recording out of in the heart of LA didn't really think about the parking situation didn't think about where these artists would be traveling from and I Mm. realized no artist truly lives in LA I didn't realize there was no parking I got to the it was I had a few guests show up to the studio and couldn't find parking and just left it was wild yeah that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's it's yeah. it's being in control of what being in control of your music, your sound, even down to like promotion is like very important to me at least. So it's cool to see that right. you seem like you share the same values. Right. I feel like there's like a lot of power with keeping that shit in house. Mm-hmm. You know, because then you get full creative control and and you get to know where your money's going and like everything else so it's it's 
it's cool, but also sad that like artists, in a way, can't really just be artists anymore. Like it's cool that, yeah, being independent, you're in control of everything, but at the same time, you have to know how business works, or you're gonna get fucked over, or you're just right. not gonna make it at all. Like, it's, it's honestly like eighty twenty. Yeah, to me now. Yeah. like recognizing the business aspect and like that's that's pretty much like the biggest change that i saw when i moved to la i was like oh i can't just make music like i need to get familiar with the business because yeah. you can't do anything without that you know so were you part of the music scene at all in vermont and if you were could you like describe to the audience how different maybe artists making music in vermont are versus artists making music in la honestly i didn't link with anybody in vermont it wow. was kind of just like me in my room like locked away you know studying um i would say that there is a music scene in vermont but it's like so tiny mm. you know like i grew up in a town of ten thousand people oh, shit. and and most like i went to a public school and my graduating class was like 30 kids you know <laughs> oh my like, gosh that's why so most of the people i would i would tell like yo when i'm gra like after i'm graduating i'm going to la like i'm pursuing music and they would look at me like yeah right dude like go for it but wow i don't know um there's like a few recording studios um but i would have to drive like 50 some miles to get to it oh shit type shit yeah so la was pretty much the the only move for me wow so yeah. You moved to LA to follow your pursuit in music. It wasn't just for like a job or anything. Or how did how that come to be? Nah, it was all music. I mean, when I got here, I I did some shitty jobs to pay the rent, but eventually, like that led to me um, being able to like intern for a studio and like get in the room. Oh shit! And, and offer like what I had, you know. Wow. So are you are you working with a studio right now? Like, what is how is music income for you right now? Like how how do you stay making music and affording like your lifestyle gotcha um yeah i was involved with the studio um for a while like a year a year and a half and i would just like kind of stick around and network and and stuff like that um i was literally interning for i want to say like a month and a half mm -hmm. two months before i got um like these placement opportunities and then wow. i recognized that I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm not just an intern. Like I'm a, you know, there we go. So, um, but I'd say like the majority of my, you know, income or resources, whatever you want to call it is from like streaming and working with like these other artists and, um, just a bunch of stuff. Like, honestly, making, finding ways of like passive income, like while you're sleeping is, right it's the move wow because rent is crazy out here oh, I bet. Jeez. Yeah. so are you do you think you're more on the producing side right now like are you making a lot of your money by sending out beats or um yeah i guess i mean i have um placements with like tv and and stuff like that so i get some money over there Wow. And I get some money through artist projects and like producing for them. And then I also get some money through like just me, you wow. know, producing like my own tracks and and singing on them and like owning a hundred percent of that. So it's kind of just like all over the place. That's dope. Tell me, <clears throat> so tell me about 
I saw like your one of your latest posts was you have songs on is it the shy right the Netflix show yeah 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 we recently got that place too oh shit so how did that come to be like how do you get place for up and com- coming artists like how do you get placements on TV shows I feel like a lot of people feel like you have to have hundreds of thousands of followers be on a record well, label not at all like the wow. thing that I realized is um the majority of people who are really killing it you would never know because mm. they like they work in the shadows like they don't care to to be that extravagant about it you're like you don't need a hundred thousand followers to you know but um i don't really know how that came about i kind of forgot about those songs for a couple months <laughs> but it was handled by sony okay. um like sony's publishing company and apparently they just shopped it around and um people from the shy picked one of those songs out we had like eight songs in the folder and they like that specific one so they let me know like two days before and i was like cool you know wow. sounds like a nice check right there right yeah <laughs> wait so on your spotify you only have like three or four songs out do you have like when you're when you're saying you're like sending people songs is it more like you're producing for people or the actual like your vocals and just they're just not on spotify and they just show up on tv shows right th- those wouldn't be on spotify like um those are the type of tracks that we specifically make for like sync opportunities or whatever oh. and on that specific track there uh it featured a guy called dre okay his name is um so i wasn't singing on that track but it's it's kind of 50 50 wow. you know just whatever the track needs so do you have a manager right now or how does how does that work for no you? I, i'm my own manager yeah Wow. What about, do you have like any record deals or how, like, how are you finding these like opportunities? I don't, I think it's, I think it's a lot through like, um, just trusting myself and like, wow. The universe, honestly, like being, being really in touch with like my intuition and, um, being able to like manifest these things. Cause I feel like one of the most important things is to be able to talk to people. And I like talking to people, you know, so when, you know, they find out about my music or whatever, like I can, I can just open that door and, and it's, uh, organic, you know, it doesn't feel rushed or nothing. So I'm, I'm guessing you just do like a ton of research and you probably learned a lot from interning because it's, it's interesting because this is a Seattle based podcast, but you know, I just, I connect with everyone, but with, the Seattle scene, especially, especially from coming after being in LA, it seems like a lot of Seattle artists are grinding when it comes to like releasing music, but they don't really understand like the business grind. So it's right. it's interesting to see like there's artists in Seattle who sound amazing, but have been working for like ten years, and right. maybe not even people, not even like the normal person who listens to music in Seattle, like the audience. They might not even know who they are, but they're relevant in the music scene. Right. So that's 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 interesting. It's all hustle. Like I know so many talented people that just don't give a shit about the business and mm. and and that's why they're they, you know, haven't gotten to their full potential yet. Um so I think the business side, like the the hustle out beats talent like every day. So when you were looking for jobs or you looking were you looking for jobs that helped further your music career or were you looking for jobs at first that just helped 
pay the bills so you can continue your music career? Honestly, I I was just looking for gigs that were in the industry. Like I would do PA gigs, okay. like I would do retail work, like anything to pay the bills the first couple months that I came here because you know, I didn't have that much money when I came here. Like it, it took a lot, but, um, but with the intern stuff, it's like, I, I realized from friends that were working in the industry that had, um, like solid foundations they were just telling me like, get in the room, hmm. you know, like you're talented, get in the room and, and they will recognize that you're trying to work. And that's what happened, you know, cause the internship was not paying. Wow pay me at all but i i trusted that um just getting in the room and being in a studio and networking with people was gonna pay off for me like quick you know so like how would you like understand your worth like i back to the get again back to like the the followers and things i feel like a lot of artists feel like they're not doing anything if they don't have a crazy amount of streams not no crazy amount of followers right what when you're when you're connecting with or networking what have you noticed that these people are actually looking for? Wait, who? Like when you're networking with people to get onto like these TV shows and things like that. Like, how did you find your worth when you don't have crazy amount of streams, crazy amount of followers? Because I feel like a oh, lot of God, artists feel like they have to have that first before they even try to reach out to anyone. Right. I think people overthink. Um, how good their music is mm. you know i feel like some people um preface their music going like oh well like don't judge the mix because like it's not all there or whatever but it's just like it's like no if you have confidence in your music like show it you know not a lot of people really under understand that that everybody has a different taste you know and it might hit somebody a hundred times harder than than the previous dude but like yeah, you can't you can't just quit because somebody says like, nah, I don't I don't like that track or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I knew my worth because every like I don't have yes people around me. Right. I just have like honest people um, that I trust and and they knew it was all there. I knew it was all there. So um, it was beyond the music at that point. And it was just like, OK, well, I need to network and I need to handle business so I can, you know, get this music to places that, that I want to um for so. when I when, when I was in high school like my senior year I got hired by like a radio station and I noticed like the people in power were all like older people so they didn't they weren't they weren't really open to my ideas right when when you're connecting with people who can help you get your foot in the door or when people are listening to your music decide if they want it on a tv show do you think these are like older people or do you think they're younger people who just understand what's relevant at the time I have no clue. It's like, <laughs> it's all over the place. Wow. Um, but I think that when people don't quite understand what I'm doing or they're a little bit like, Oh, we don't know. It, it kind of gives me more, um, drive to prove them. Yes. That, I agree. That it's, it's, it's some good shit. Like it's, you know, um, but yeah, I'd say it's all over the place. Like I never know who I'm dealing with until I talk to them and, Wow. You know, kind of pick their brain about it. Yeah. Just know your worth and don't be scared, I guess. Wow. Yeah. For real. I mean, it's it's hard, but but when you say it, you say it out loud or like you write it out and so, like you know, you know what it is. You know who you are. Yeah. You know why you're here. 
so. sure. So, so tell me about this. It was back in January now, and you you might you may have sent him the beat before that even. Tell me about this dis- designer connection you made. Right. So <laughs> it's funny because the first placement opportunity that I had that I was talking about mm-hmm. um, when I got in the studio like two months in was with designer. That's the first time that I met him. Oh, sure. Um, and my friend uh, Joey, who is an engineer, um, yeah. brought me into the studio. I, I'll never forget that day. Like I came back, I was like eating some Chick-fil-A or something, <laughs> came back to the studio. I was like, I said it out loud. I was like, man, when are they going to, when are they going to pick my shit? You know, mm-hmm. like, like it's time. And then not even 15 minutes later, he's coming out and he's like, yo, do you have a pack of beats? Like oh, they want to, they want to hear some shit, you know? And, um, so he brought me into the room, like they landed on the second beat that was in the, that was in the folder. I only had like seven beats in the folder. They landed on the second beat and, um, I came into the room and I don't think he expected, uh, me to look like what I look like, you know? And he was like, kind of looking at me like you did this. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, man. And he's like, well, can I hop on it? Like, and I'm like, can you, you know? Um, so he did that track and he did another one that night. And, uh, yeah, that was two months into me, like interning. And I was like, wow, well, if it can happen this easily, then let me try some other artists, you know? Oh, shit. Um, but from there, like we kind of started like cultivating this relationship and I would see him every so often, um, at like, that studio or a different studio Mm -hmm. and um i'd say after like a year or so of knowing him um i got recommended to kind of lock in with him um as his engineer oh shit sort of so i would just like pull up to his house um we'd record we'd knock out some records and and we would do that for shit like three or four months holy fuck um and but like when i showed up he was like oh shit like he remembered me for you know producing and and stuff too so it wasn't just me engineering it was like it was me doing everything Mm -hmm. you know so i didn't send like the the amen beat i did not send to him i don't really send um him emails i kind of just like pull up and and we either cook on the spot or I'll pull up some stuff that I've previously done. And, um, you know, he rocks with it and literally just, we just go. Wow. Yeah. I bet he has a fat house that, that Panda money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's wild. Were you, yeah. were you excited when you saw that he made like a music video for it? Yeah. I was stoked as fuck. Like I didn't know, um, there was going to be a video or nothing until like a week before. Um, and he just like called me over. He was like, yo, you got to come check this out. And, uh, we watched the video. We watched it a couple of times. Like he was like, yo, this is going to be big. I'm trying to release like singles and stuff like that. And like plan this, this project. And, um, yeah, we were stoked, honestly. Yeah. It's sitting sitting at like somewhere between, I think it's like 1.4 or 1.8 million views right now. Yeah. No, nah, I was stoked because it it was like one of the biggest videos on um, like that World Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, they're like really anticipating, you know. Holy shit! 
So how did you come up with your produ- the producer tag there? I think it's a bunch of kids maybe <laughs> saying Arnie Woods or something that's, like that. Yo, that's not a bunch of kids. That's uh, me and my friends. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I literally got because I, uh, I like not having to um, really like correct the pitch or nothing because right. my beats are like all different keys. Mm-hmm. So if I had like one of those producer tags where I had to like mess with the pitch, I would have to do it every time. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I was like, well, if it's a crowd effect, then I'm just going to stick it on any beat and it's going to sound the same. It's going to sound perfect. So I got wow. me and like four or five of my other friends from the studio um, to kind of just say my name all at once. And wow. then I pitched that up like two semitones in Ableton and it sounds like like a kid's crowd you know wow it's 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 short and simple I like it right thank you wow and is is Arnie Woods your your government name or is that like your producer that is not my government name (laughs) um that's actually my grandfather's name oh wow Uh, yeah yeah so because uh I went by another alias before but it was like it was too like manufactured like stage name wise that was when i was doing electronic music Mm -hmm. so like once i started producing um for other artists and like hip-hop and doing like all this you know artist stuff myself like songwriting i i wanted it to be more of like a like a person like a personable name Mm -hmm. you know like travis scott did the same thing or like frank ocean like yeah that's not their name you know but but yeah that was my grandfather's name so he's one of my inspirations there we go. Are you pretty close with him, I'm guessing? Yeah. No, I mean, he, he passed um, a couple of years ago. Mm. But, yeah, super close with him. He lives through your music now. He's dope. Yeah, absolutely. So who are some dope-ass artists you've met besides Designer? Oh, shit. I mean, I'd say, um, I mean, I, I met a lot of people, honestly. But um, talent-wise, I'd say... Smoke Perp. Okay. Wow. A cool artist. I think he gets overlooked sometimes. Like I, I've made beats with him. Wow. Not a lot of people know that he produces and shit, but he's a crazy producer, you wow. know? Or like um like Polo G. Okay. And uh Scory. I'd say Scory is probably like one of the most talented people that I met in the studio. Really? Um, if you know who that is. Yeah, I do. Like his melody and lyric game is crazy, you know. Holy so, shit. Um, and is this all just being in LA? Like, do all these artists just like swarm to LA and they're all just in the studios? And you could just like walk into one studio and see one artist, or how does that work? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I'd say the majority of the people that I met have been in LA. Wow. Have you yeah. have you made any music like in other states or like Atlanta or New York yet, or visited them? Yet? I haven't. No, no, no. I've had uh, like some offers to be f- flown out there, but oh, it just never, it never came to, uh, you know, fruition. But I would like to go to Atlanta at some point. I heard the studios there sure. are insane. Yeah, kind of hectic. Yeah. So, yeah. do you have any projects you're going to be releasing, like as a producer, and just have dope ass artists on your beats, or like how anything in the world? Oh yeah, that? absolutely. Um, so it's like me, me and designer have shit. 30 some tracks wow you know like so i'm i'm kind of just waiting on um the rollout plan for mm-hmm. some of those because um 
you'll hear some of those on his project. And then some of the ones that he doesn't want to release, I'm probably going to release under, under my name. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that's, that's the next move for that. And then I got a single actually coming out next Friday. Oh shit. Um, not this Friday, but next Friday, the 25th, uh, called Irene. Cool. For my project, yeah. Cool. And what's your project going to sound like? Do you think it's going to be more melodic? You're going to be rapping? Is it going to be like sounding like alternative? Yeah, rock? I'd say it's that, it's that, <laughs> that emo rap, <laughs> that alternative kind of um, late 90s style, you know? Hell yeah. I've gotten like a lot of comparisons to like Third Eye Blind or, or like, sublime or like some of those guys because like i've been doing a lot of guitar stuff but i want to mix it in with with hip-hop and electronic music and kind of just i don't know go everywhere with it you know dope. have you figured out or do you have like any plans to like do what jaris johnson's doing and work with these like bands and how would that work oh, yeah. as a producer like do you make them do you, would you make a beat for a band or how does that work yeah you're trying to work with a band yeah so like I think what he did w- uh, with some of the stuff is he like repurposed yeah um, their songs into different beats and I I would do the same you know um but it's hard for me to like remix stuff that I think is perfect yes. you know cuz yeah. I'm like I don't want to take away nothing like I want to keep the same essence but like but yeah I I think that um within the next year or two like I I'm going to be working with like Travis Barker oh, shit. and 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 heroes like that to me they're wow. heroes but um cuz it's like the shit that I grew up on hell yeah you know so um I'd say definitely who are who are some artists that you haven't worked with yet that you're dying to work with oh shit um I want to work with Posty ooh I can for see sure that. yeah he seems like a really genuine dude um i really like his shit uh but i wanna i'm not really that concerned with with working with like the biggest artists like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like that I, it, it's gonna it's happening and it's gonna happen but i want as a producer to like break artists or like give light to to other artists and like really yeah. executive produce some talented people's projects because i feel like that's as a, as a producer, that's that's the big shit, you know. Yeah, like Pierre Bourne with Cardi, or you know anybody else that that really just as a producer, like executive produces that whole project, and it's like their sound, like that's the chemistry, you know. That's dope. That's actually yeah. that's those. You're like a genuine producer slash artist who wants to like help the music industry and the culture. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. Appreciate that. <laughs> So, so what are some like pros that you enjoy about LA, and what are some cons that you like don't like about LA? Oh shit! Um, pros. I mean, the pros to LA is is it's a work zone, and mm-hmm. I don't really like consider this home. Right. I would just say that this is like a temporary home, and um, I'm here to like work my ass off. <laughs> there we go. And. And in saying that, I think the downside to LA is that it's so damn chaotic sometimes, you know, or like there's, there's a lot of distractions. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's some characters here. Yeah, for sure. Like, like I said, growing up in a small town, it's a lot different. You know, when I, when I came here, it's like kind of polarizing, but, but I like it. 
you know, it keeps me on my feet. I think it's crazy that like the California fires don't even make national news anymore. They're just like, so right. They're just like normalized. (laughs) (laughs) Like the first time that I, um, experienced an earthquake was here. Oh, wow. And I was like looking at my friends. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is kind of exciting, you know? Wow. Like I wasn't scared. I was more just like, damn, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, were you, cause you went to school for music and everything. Do you feel like you were somewhat prepared when you ended up in LA or was it like a culture shock for you? Um, a little bit, a little bit prepared, but it was more like once I got to LA, I quickly realized, um, what was going on. And I'm like, Oh, I can't, I can't just be doing this. Like, Mm -hmm. like I know that I can sing. I know that I can song write. And I know, you know, that I can even, um, record people and stuff. So I need to be an all in one. There we go. You know, and show people that I can I can do that. So it was kind of just like within a within the first couple months, I was like, oh, okay, so this is how it is, you know. Right. Well, Arnie Woods, what is some advice that you have for up and coming artists, curators, influencers? Some advice. (sighs) Um, trust yourself. Trust yourself. Don't get down on yourself. Um that's that's the big thing there's a lot of like um mental health talk especially like with with artists and stuff it's like it can be so easy to get down on yourself or or think things aren't going your way but like I promise you they are like you you just gotta stick with it you know it took me four or five years to get my first placement you know and I and I was I didn't even know that I was like chasing placements but like when I got it I was like oh shit like it's it's starting to pay off and like this feels good you know this, i feel like i'm in the right place so that's that's probably my number one advice for for people coming up is just trust yourself like if you like something someone else is going to like it there we go you know so and what is the easiest way for people to reach you and are you open to artists reaching out to you to collab or how oh absolutely yeah uh i have my email on um my instagram page um it's at arnie woods so if anybody wants to reach out and collaborate or anything, just hit my email up. Yeah, for sure. There we go. And what's the what's your Instagram handle? Uh, at Arnie Woods, A-R-N-I-E Woods, W-O-O-D-S. There we go. This is the NAS podcast with? Arnie Woods. <laughs>